0: Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Trend Talk Show, where industry experts join me to discuss new and emerging trends in their fields. Well, hello out there. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is. If you are tuning in to us live, thank you so much. Uh, If you're watching us on the replay, we really appreciate that, too. Please do let us know that you are here um, and where you are joining from. And please, too, put your comments and questions in the chat because we can see them back here in the studio. And I'm sure I can get these lovely Guest of mine to respond to you. So um, let's just, you know, get right to it. I'm Annette Richmond. This is the Trend Talk Show. And we do gather um, on select Wednesdays to talk about trends in different industries. And tonight we're going to be talking about video content creation. So um, I'm going to ask my guests, we'll start with Michelle and go around and, and with Jillian to introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about who they are and what they do. Awesome. Thank you so much for asking me to be here tonight, Annette. I really
1: appreciate it. Um, my name is Michelle Denio. I am here in Sarasota, Florida. I am a business coach and strategist working with um, growth stage entrepreneurs to really create that, sh- that step-by-step strategy for growth. I also am the owner and founder of the Accelerated Business Alliance, which is an expert collective of professional business owners just looking to support each other and grow through peer-to-peer masterminds.
2: Cool. Okay. wow, That's great. Uh, My name is Jillian Whitney. I am a LinkedIn video coach. I am based in Las Vegas, Nevada. And my mission in life is to make LinkedIn video easy peasy. So that's what I'm here for today to talk about all things video because I love it.
0: I love it too. And Shelly,
3: Well, I'm Shelly Piedmont, and I, too, live in Sarasota, Florida. I did not know you did, Michelle. Uh, I am a career coach, and I help people with career clarity, so figuring out what they want to do if what they're doing isn't working for them. And then um, I help them with job search strategy and all those lovely tools like resumes and LinkedIn profiles um, to help them land the job that gonna be the right one for them.
0: Well well thank you so much. And you know, um one of the reasons I'm excited to have you know this group together is because we all do video but we all do it in kind of different ways. Some of us, you know, I think we all do video on LinkedIn. Some of us do some video on TikTok. So we're gonna talk about video and TikTok a little bit later. But I want to start by talking about LinkedIn. And you know I love my stats. So um, one of the, the re- I was reading a report uh, it was a study by Social Insider um, and Cloud Campaign, and uh, they looked at, uh, you know, over a thousand LinkedIn profiles and, you know, over a six figure number of LinkedIn posts. And they found out that in 2022, LinkedIn's video views rate stands at an average of 15.61 percent. Now, what I found really interesting, and I'm sure you all will as well, is that um, the smallest accounts—they say under 10,000 followers—have the highest rate of uh, that with a 17.18% view, and the mid-size accounts, 10 to 50,000, as though 50,000 is mid-size account, um, have an average of 11.29%. So. Um, what do you what do you all think about that as far as as far as uh, you know LinkedIn goes with the um, with the views? Do you find engagement to be higher, lower than other types of content? Um, Shelley, why don't I start with you because I know you do vi- video and you have a specific theme also that you do kind of what every week.
3: Yeah, so uh, I'm relatively new to video. I started doing that this year in 2022 and um, I wanted to mix up kind of the ways that I am reaching people because not everybody wants to read a written word. And um, so some, and it's sometimes it's just easier for me to convey my thoughts on video. So I started doing that at the beginning of this year. I do a video Uh, generally every Thursday. And it is a question. So essentially, what are the types of questions that people are asking about job search? And then I will spend a few minutes discussing that. Um, I think it's been great, actually. I have gotten a lot of positive feedback. And uh, what people have said to me is, while... The content that I have when I write posts um, is interesting. They get to know me a little bit better. So it's it's sort of uh, the curtains uh, get opened and they see a little bit more of my personality, um, how I come across. So a lot of people tell me how genuine I come across and caring I come across, uh, which is a little bit different than what you can get with the written word. So I have found it actually a very positive a part
0: of what i do in terms of um, reaching people and and helping them you know i i'm glad you mentioned that because i find that as well it starts with you and it's what my question this week or if for job seekers mm-hmm. and it's it is it's very um i like that you have a theme so michelle you you kind of have a theme also i believe when you're in your videos on linkedin and and is there a reason that you've chosen a particular theme that you have
1: um <laughs> We had a theme. I'm, I do a lot of trial and error. I, you okay. know, I do, I, I dabble and try a lot of things. Um, one of the things that I do post regularly is on Mondays and Thursdays, I do post snippets of my podcast episodes. I record all of my podcasts on video and then I, we create snippets of them and post all of that on to, um, LinkedIn. I was doing a LinkedIn live show with another colleague from LinkedIn that I had met, um, We were doing that. We found that to be really difficult to manage like timing. When was a good time? When were people showing up? You know, and a lot of people didn't go back to the live, especially because it was longer. So um, we didn't find that to be terribly beneficial in a lot of ways. But we do. I do find that video people it's just a nice way for people to see your personality. Right. I think that's what it really comes down to is that there's so much more behind the keyboard. I always tell all my clients get out from behind the keyboard and let people get to know you. And video is such a great way to do that.
0: Yeah, but people, so many people are like, "Oh no, I can't be on video." And so, Jillian, so can you, um, kind of fill in the gaps? So because you know, you are, um, you coach people on how to be on video, how to be comfortable on videos, and you do a lot of videos, all different kinds of videos, and and now it's gone into a podcast, so. Tell us a little bit about how that's all working.
2: (laughs) Oh, gosh, there's just so much. So, you know, it's like I'm doing LinkedIn Lives every Tuesday, 10 a.m., done them for two years, done over 100 episodes. And that's good because, again, it, allows you to just continue to build up an audience and there's just so many different ways that you can repurpose that content. So for anybody actually willing and wanting to get into video, I think that doing LinkedIn lives and pushing yourself to go live is a lot better than going through the stress of trying to start with video and then getting through that horrible Oh, I have to do a hundred takes to do a video. You're better off just doing lives and repurposing them. And like you said, Annette, then you can do podcasts, which now I'm doing as well. But I do regular recorded videos as well. And I find that they do well. Uh, how-to videos are very popular on LinkedIn. And also. Videos where you're just human, like I did a video this week, very, very short, and it was just of my flub. It was like, (laughs) I flubbed at the end of my live, I forgot to hit the end button, so I did a cute little thing with like, you know, Britney Spears, Oops, I did it again, soundtrack in the background, and people like humanizing videos that make them laugh. So, you know, kind of, sometimes you got to have serious stuff, sometimes you got to have fun stuff, mix it up and go, don't worry about the numbers. Don't worry about the stats. I don't worry about the stats at all. I'm like the rest of the ladies here. It's about being known and being recognized so that when you actually, a a prospective client shows up on a Zoom call with you, they go, you know what? I feel like I already know you. That to me is the secret of video.
0: Oh, I, I love it too. You know, I do a LinkedIn live in the daytime every week and I started doing this evening show, which is which is a lot of fun because it's always, you know, me and three other people and we're talking about something different. And it's interesting what you're talking about, the um the idea of marketing. And I had mentioned before we went online that the use of video for marketing has really jumped from 2016. Um, this is from a um, survey done by Wise Owl, which is an animated video production company. And they, they're, they've been doing this for, uh, since 2015, I believe. And in 2016, it was like 61%. Then 2018, it jumped to 81%. And in 2022, 86%. And the, the top five purposes that people, you know, do videos for the number one was explainer videos which was 74%. And the second one was social media videos at 68%. So I'm curious because, um, you know, I, I think it does help people get to know us, but just um, as far as the, your podcast, Michelle. So if, if you do it video, but you you don't broadcast the whole video on, on LinkedIn, just you pull snippets. So we're, where do people watch the video? What's the purpose behind doing it on video?
1: Sorry. I That's okay. the dogs were barking.
0: Um, no.
1: So I find it easiest just to communicate on video versus just like talking into my mic or something like that. And so I just jump on my camera and I record them. And since I was doing them as videos, I repurpose them to YouTube and then I pull the um, the audio out, and that goes to the podcast. And then we put the snippets on um, on LinkedIn. And the reason I don't put the whole thing on is just because of the length of time, right? And I want, obviously, I want to drive the traffic to the um, podcast platform. So that's ultimately the goal. And so the snippets usually are just like a sneak peek, which encourages people to go listen to the full episode.
0: So I'm curious, also, because I I when I see I've seen all your videos. Um, on, you know, on LinkedIn and Michelle, you and I are both on TikTok. So I've seen your videos there as well. And our styles are all different. I know my videos that I post to TikTok are, um, you know, they're, they're just the video. Whereas I know Jillian and I think Michelle, you might do this as well. Uh, I know Jillian, you use uh, Canva often, right? You do your videos on Canva and Michelle, it looks like you do that too. So Jillian, tell me a little bit about You know, why you do that instead of the, um, you know, just plunking the video on, on LinkedIn. Well, actually,
2: I'm using Capwing more than oh, I use okay. Canva. So okay. Canva, Canva, I'm using for other LinkedIn content, but okay. I actually like to use Capwing because you can set up templates. You can. It's got the editing. It's got the captioning. It's got everything built in. And Capwing's <laughs> actually kind of getting better and better. It's now got magic captions and also, which are like sort of like Descript. They're more text based, so very, very easy to edit. So that. That's what I prefer to use. And then you just roll it out and there you go.
0: <laughs> but it is, you know, like if if we were looking at one of your videos right now, if I was doing one of those videos, you have a frame around you, right? With template. like I'm an sorry? overlay, overlay, it's an overlay. Okay. And so um, it, is that what you use as well, Michelle? Because your videos kind of look like that, too. Um, I
1: do that for my podcast videos only because I want them to be branded for my podcast. So I want those to stand out that they are branded with the podcast. And so it allows me to put a, ca- a title, which is the title of the episode, the name of the podcast, and then it also captions that I use a program called ClipScribe. Um, and originally I started doing that just for the captions because we wanted the accessibility of the captions. But now I do that. If you see, like, I will repurpose some of my TikTok videos onto LinkedIn and those are not formatted like that. I don't, for, I don't put those into the formatting. I want the, I want my podcast ones to stand out and have that brand so that it becomes recognizable.
0: Okay. And and what about you? What's your purpose for do, for doing them that way, Jillian? To make
2: them look different. And I think, I think that you have to recognize that people are looking at it and they've got like a second to make a decision. If they say, Oh, this is just a LinkedIn live then they might just go, I already watched that or I don't have time for a 30 minute thing. So if I can make them in my branded colors, but I make it just a little bit different, people might go, oh, what's this? And it, that's what you want is that scroll stopper. Mm-hmm. So if a different overlay will be a scroll stopper, then I say, go for it.
0: Wow. That's really, it's really interesting. You know, and I'm glad that um, that you brought up captions um michelle because you know they are so so important um you know it does make it inclusive for people because there are people who are deaf hard of hearing uh, people if uh english will say english because we're here you know in the u.s and our we're all doing video in english if that's their second language it may be easier for people to read um you know rather than to try to understand but i found an interesting um and you know we've all heard this before i know you know, we've talked about this, jelly, and I'm sure you all have too, the idea that, you know, even if you're not wanting to do it to be inclusive, which thank you, Michelle, you are, um, you have, you can be selfish about it, because they're, you know, most people are scrolling with their sound off. And um, mm-hmm. I read a, a study by Chatterbox, and It was 53 to 78% of people are scrolling with the sound off. And unless they're really going where, you know, they're wanting to go and learn some more, they're not going to turn their sound on. So they are going to just keep scrolling right past you. So I guess you all agree.
1: (laughs) I was just going to say, I almost never have my sound on either. So I think I always have to try to be mindful of what I watch this. Would I stop in the scroll on this? Would I turn the volume on for this? Probably not, you know, mm-hmm. because most of the time we're watching in a place where we can't turn the volume on or it's not really conducive for that. So um, the captions definitely make it easier if you want people to to watch your content.
3: Yeah, I know yeah. oh, those,
1: those people at work, right? <laughs> That's right. I was
3: When I started, um, the, the first thing I said is I have to caption everything um, because it's my preference to Mm -hmm. do it that way. And I wanted to make it accessible uh, because I know that if it's not captioned there, unless it's a somebody I really want to listen to, I'm probably moving on.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it sounds like, um, based on what I hear from you all right now, and based on what I see, that most of the videos that I guess we all do are kind of fall into that explainer sort of, you know, um, I don't know, bucket, if you will. So, Michelle, you say that you like to try different things all the time, and I see you doing different things on TikTok. So do you find that you get a better result with an, you know, explainer video?
1: I don't know if I would consider mine explainer videos. Mine are usually like thoughts, right? That's more okay. like a thought leadership video. And if it's, they're usually stem from a conversation that I've had either with a client or on a coffee chat. Like I was taking a walk before I jumped on here. And I was thinking about this conversation that I've had, I had yesterday with somebody else from LinkedIn. And it was just such a really powerful and amazing conversation. And it just led to such a, a an amazing thought. And I really wanted to share it. And so I just was, as I was walking, I was like, I wanted to share this with you because I really think it was interesting. You know, so for me, it's much more um, in the moment. That's how I've, mm-hmm. I've loved video back when even Facebook Live was the thing. It was like, oh my gosh, I just had this call. It was so amazing. I got to tell you all about it. And for me, it's just sharing those in the in the moment, random thoughts that I feel like other people could benefit from.
0: So, so, my question is with the podcast then, because I have not listened to to any of your podcasts, so I'm embarrassed about that but how how do those run if those are you know on video is it um if is it a q and a is that to gather information or is it more i don't know discussion about something
1: no, the podcasts are all very short, too. My podcasts are all like less than ten minutes, and it's very similar. It's usually a conversation that I had with a client and if I'm having the conversation with a client. It's something that they're struggling with. There's a good chance somebody else in the world of entrepreneurship is struggling with it too. And so I usually just share the story, share what, what we came up with, and and take ask them to take action. It's very, very action focused with the intent to like be in the moment. These are the things that I'm seeing. This is a trend that I'm having. Here's a conversation that keeps coming up. If I'm running masterminds, it's like here's a conversation that keeps coming up in the mastermind. Here's what I would do. You know, so it's usually based on questions or, or conversations that I'm having.
0: So that that kind of sounds like what you do, Shelly, with the question. So where do you get those questions from and what made you kind of go with that format in the first place? Um, well, the first part of your
3: question, where do I get it? Uh, my questions. Um, often it's the same thing. It's a client who has a question that I know that a lot of other people have. Um, the other places I go, I go to Quora or I go to Reddit and I look to see what are some of the questions that people have in that space that are with careers. And if it's an interesting question, um, then that might be a topic for, you know, my videos as well. So that's how I, I kind of come up with that. Um, and the, the reason that I do it is I, for me, So many job seekers, um, they don't know kind of what's going on in the job market. Uh, They don't look for jobs very often. And so for me, it's a chance to impart some information, give them some education so that they can do better with their job search. So that's kind of the teacher in me that always likes to be able to tell people kind of what I think they need to know so they can incorporate that really quickly. Now, one thing I would say to what Michelle was saying is there are times that I just want to chat. (laughs) Um, And uh, if I break my usual format, I also break the style of the video. So as an example, I did one this year where I was walking um, at the local park and um, I really didn't want to walk, (laughs) but I made myself do it and I kind of videoed it as I was walking because I wanted to. The point was. I'm like everybody else. There are times when I don't want to do stuff and I just kind of have to get out of my head and do it. So you can hear me crunching on the rocks um, as I'm walking, a little huffing and puffing. But because I wanted to give a different message, I did my video a little bit differently than I would do my my normal ones.
0: Well, that's interesting. And, you know, and and it is so true that this is like what I thought everybody approaches these the video differently and video uh, Jillian I have to say that you are kind of like the Kevin D Turner of video because your your videos I think are mostly explainer I mean aside from the LinkedIn lives which are always so fun to watch but um, and so it, what's the purpose behind you know the the explainer videos and am I am I incorrect in that
2: Well, I would call them sort of more educational, like, you know, teaching people how to do a specific task. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, I try to do them half and half. So sometimes I'll be saying, oh, here's how you can do captioning in Zoom, or here's how you can do a LinkedIn video message, you know, and I show them a specific task and how you would do it or a new product or a new tool, something along that lines. But I also just like to talk about things like I've done videos where meet my monster. And I start talking about my monster is my fear of turning on the video camera and how I have little Lenny the Lens, my, my fabulous little Lenny the Lens who I look to, to always give me the courage to, you know, look at the camera, which means I'm making eye contact with people on the other side. So I try to, you know, lift those up, uh, shift those up and have those different ones back and forth.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that. I, I learned that from you. I'm looking at my camera right now and I have a little smiley face under the lens. So I know that when I'm looking at the camera, I am looking at you all, um, you know, on um, uh, as part of our discussion. So, Michelle, um, it sounds like um, that you're trying to get clients on video, too. right? You try to get your, your clients on video or am I mistaken? I know I am a big proponent of video. I mean, I kind of call myself the video nag of the NRWA. I am always pushing my colleagues, my friends to put, um, you know, a profile video because I feel that it is the best way to stand out and help start that no like, and trust factor uh, when somebody clicks on your, on your page. And right now there's still such a small number of people who really have them that it's another way to stand out, and I've had recruiters tell me um, that they notice it. And I would imagine, because um, I know that uh, people that you know, we're all entrepreneurs, and people that might want to be want to hire us, they're researching. They're out there looking at our LinkedIn profiles and our websites. And if we have video, it helps. You know, jumpstart that no like and, uh, trust factor. So I guess my back to my question is, do you try to get them to to do video if they're because you work with uh, business owners, right?
1: I do. And I do encourage it. But I also am very, very mindful and aware of people's strengths. And if they are not going to show up well on video, and it is not going to serve their audience in the best way, then I do not push, right? Because I think there's a there's a fine line in pushing somebody outside of their comfort zone when you know they can do it versus finding pushing somebody to do something where you know it's just not going to be the best use of their strengths and it's not going to showcase them in the best way. If they can write beautifully and their audience likes you know can read write or like likes to learn by reading then there's nothing wrong with that. Right. So I think it's just really important to play to your strengths because there's nothing worse than somebody getting on video, stumbling over their words, not looking confident, feeling, you know, and if you know that it's never going to get better, what is the point, right? It's not going to make them look like a very confident and professional business owner. So I do encourage it. Like I have a, I have a guy right now. I know he can do it. I know he can do it. He just doesn't want to. Um, then yes, I am pushing him to get on there, get do it. You know, he's a personal trainer; he should be demonstrating some of this. Stuff. Yeah, he actually, right. He absolutely, can be doing it. Um, but you know, for somebody else that you know is maybe a copywriter, if if their skill is if their skill is writing, then show up in the best way that your skill presents itself. You know, and if video is not it, there's no point in doing it.
0: Yeah, I, I can appreciate that, and I can see why. Um, being on a LinkedIn Live show might be easier for people because, you know, I think once, you know, we're all on video and, you know, I put off being on video for years because I didn't, you know, I don't want to see my face. I hate to hear my voice. But once you start doing it, you just don't think about it anymore. At least everyone that I've talked to, it kind of feels like that. But I know, Jillian, you have a formula for people because you work with video and you have people that just won't do it. And so what's your, what's some suggestions that maybe, uh, Michelle could pass on to her clients?
2: Start where you are. And, I, and, and you know, we have to think outside of the box. A talking head video is not the only form of video. There are many different forms of video out there. There are, you know, uh, for instance, talked about copywriters. Well, there's a wonderful website called Lumen5 where you can literally take a blog. This is excellent for copywriters. You can take your blog post off your website Plug it into Lumen5, just copy and paste the URL, and its AI will create a video for you with pictures and music and, you know, some text boxes across the screen. And the thing is, is that that's just like a little bit of candy that people could try and say this is good. I tried this and I got really great feedback from, you know, my, my social media followers. And then slowly they could work into it. Maybe they could do loom videos where they're screen sharing and they're just a little circle bubble. And, you know, so it's like, we don't always have to just Turn on the camera and be, you know, yakking from the car wash. You know, let me just tell you about why I think LinkedIn is the greatest platform ever. That's not for everybody. So we just have to honor people and let them start where they are doing it their way and they'll lean in. I did it for years with not being on the camera. So one day you just make that decision. I'm ready for it, but honor us and don't bully people. That's the worst Mm -hmm. thing is the bullies. Don't be a video bully. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, So, so thank you, Ellen. Thanks for being here. Um, Ellen's a buddy of mine. Um, I'm not sure if you all know her. Uh, She's a great, um, great coach as well. And so she says, I totally agree, Michelle, about playing to one's strengths. And you know, I agree with that too. I mean, I'm I'm recently become a big fan of the Clifton strengths, um, and that's the whole idea of you know that the I, people say, well, if you just keep trying, that you know you'll be able to master something, and that's not necessarily um, the case. So, so I appreciate that, che- Shelley. It looked like you wanted to jump in and say something. Yeah. Well, the one thing I wanted to add is you don't need to
3: make this complicated. Because uh, my backstory story is, I actually have a professional video editor in my family, my son. And I wanted, to, I thought, well, maybe I should do video. And he, he was really very kind. He sat with me and he says, Mom, you know, the thing is, I could make it really fancy for you and do all these things. I said, but you don't need that. He said, all you need to do is find a place where we can get you well lit and use a decent camera and that's it. Don't worry about any of that other stuff. And so what he did for me uh, and what I use now is he walked me through just how to set up everything, showed me you know, simple things like here's how you can edit. Here's how you can do things. Here's how to make sure you're well lit. That's it. That's all I do. And it it works for me. I don't pretend to have all these technical skills like he did and because he went to school and he learned all this stuff. No, it's just very, very simple. And, uh, you know, I can always make it more complicated if I want to, if I want to put in fancy effects or stuff like that. But at this point, for my audience and my needs,
0: I I really don't need that. Yeah, I I, I love that. Were you going to, do you want to jump in, Michelle? It looked like you were ready to say something. Nope. Okay. Oh, no.
1: I was just saying agreed. I agree. It doesn't have to be difficult. And I think people relate better to just less, right? They relate more when it doesn't look so perfected and edited
0: well i i agree with you and i want to have jillian jump in because i know that jillian is kind of low tech but i know i used to use um for quite a while i used a virtual background when i was doing video whenever i was to have my linkedin lives or, I, or zoom or anything and um someone i know who's a speaker said you know you got to stop doing that because people don't like it they want to see you they want it to be real they don't want to see um and and they do want to um that people like that better, the the less professional for for people like us. So what say you, Jillian? I would say
2: I I agree 100%. Keep it simple because the more you put into your videos, if you start doing something where you got, you know, backgrounds changing behind you and then all of a sudden you're in this thing and that thing and then you've got words flipping across the screen, (laughs) if that's taking you so long to do – And then you don't get a ton of feedback. You're going to get really upset because you're going to say, I put hours and hours and hours into doing this video when I only got like 10 likes or, you know, something or five comments or whatever. It's like, focus on your message, not your special effects. None of us are doing, you know, close encounters of the third kind. It's like, (laughs) just make a video and get on with your life. So Mm -hmm. I'm in huge agreement with that. And I would also add, you know, sometimes you make
3: mistakes. That's okay. I had a video recently, and I must have not been paying attention. And I cut off the top of my head. <laughs> and I looked at that, and I said, okay, well, that wasn't too smart. But guess what? We're going with it anyway. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, that's me. That's what I did. I'm not going to redo it. And it was a good enough message. So, okay, there you go. And that probably
2: makes you human and that makes Mm -hmm. you relatable. The more human you are, the more relatable that could get somebody to want to work with you because it's like, oh, she's not perfect. And that's probably that's my biggest calling card is I just say, don't aim for perfection. None of us can do it. Even Mary Poppins couldn't do it. She was only practically perfect. So we have to just say progress. Just continue to, you know, raise your own bar with you want to do better over time. Maybe you want to make sure your captions are a little bit bigger. Can they be readable? Are they good fonts? Are they good colors? Those type of things. But don't hang yourself up with, oh my gosh, I have to edit out every single um and ah and so and don't do that. Don't do that. Just
0: be human. Yeah. I, 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 love it. That, that is so true. And I learned something from, um, uh, watching a presentation by a speech coach years ago when I first started just doing presentations in person. And, and she said, you know, people don't care what you look like. They don't care what you sound like. What they care is if your message is relevant to them and that's all they, all they care about. But I do want to ask some advice from you all because, um, our friend Tom is here in the audience, and he had mentioned about job seekers and having to do video um, interviews, because I know when I was recruiting, geez, about almost a decade ago, they were already um, interviewing people virtually, even if they were local. And I, be- I think that the video, from what I hear, uh, video interviewing is here to stay. And so he had mentioned that, and he said he had two clients, um, three weeks that had to record video answers to five interview questions and they never heard back. So what is your collective advice um, for, for people like that who are going to have to do video and say if they're looking for a job, say.
3: Well, my advice for video and you are right, Annette, it, it's not going away because it's um, easier for um, organizations To do this um, asynchronous. And so uh, they like it because people can do the videos on their own time and then they can watch them on their own time. So I don't see that going away. The best advice I can give is make sure you practice this. Um, You don't want to wing it. So use your camera, you could use Zoom as well, and practice answering the questions. Now, you might not have the questions ahead of time, but you can look to see what are some common questions and just practice those to get an idea of, first of all, how you're coming across on the video. So look at that. And are you answering your questions in a timely manner, making sure you don't go too long? And sometimes those video programs will not let you go longer. seeing that you're trying to look at the camera so that you are engaging with whoever that is that is going to be watching and that your body language is uh, positive so that you come across in a in a good way uh, that you can answer the questions that they have. Now, in terms of not getting a response back, there's a whole issues about the fact that organizations aren't doing that. They should if the candidate is putting in effort to um, do what they've asked. Um, but unless you can get, uh, you know, an answer through asking them to give you feedback, there's probably not much you can can do on that side.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I know recruiters are overwhelmed. Um, Tom, who also does recruiting, has told me that they get a minimum of 250 250- uh, uh applications for every every um, uh, job that they put every job ad that they put up Jillian do you want to add anything before we jump over to TikTok because I've been dying to sure. talk about some TikTok Sure sure so uh in response
2: to Tom's question I would say uh two things first of all always be aware of your lighting you want to make sure that whenever you're doing these interview questions that you are lit Correctly, which means that you want the light coming in uh, on you and not behind you. So that's really important. You want to make sure that you have really good sound. So you want to have a microphone or at the very least having earbuds echoing rooms are not good. So that's really important as well. And also to your background. So you want to make sure that your background behind you, you know, you don't want it to have dirty laundry. You want it to look professional. (laughs) Those things are really important. But unfortunately, one other thing that I would add is that a lot of these video interviews are actually being uh, reviewed by bots (laughs) and a lot of times your you could do really really well but the bot doesn't get you through the first check and so i would say if i was applying for a job what i would do is i would look at the keywords that are part of the job description and I would make sure that I am using those in my answers because you're basically having to play to a bot and having the bot get you through that first gate. So that could be part of it. They could have wonderful stage presence, but if they don't do what the bot's looking for, you just don't get through.
0: Yeah, that is so true. It's all about SEO. And so now we have to jump because we were talking before we went on air about how TikTok is kind of changing. Um, and, you know, I had read some stats earlier this year that TikTok's website was the number one search engine in late 2021. And people are going there. And there's this huge competition between TikTok and YouTube. And um, and I met Michelle on TikTok, so, you know, I'm grateful for that. And, you know, I, I think there is this idea that TikTok is like you know grannies dancing in their underwear and you know dog videos and there sure is that I mean I've I've seen them and I get a lot I like dog videos so they call, I see them a lot in my feed mm-hmm. but it's also I think it's becoming more and more people like us that are on there so Michelle you're on there all the time so why don't you talk a little bit about that
1: yeah you know I think there's so much opportunity on TikTok there's a there's an entirely different audience on TikTok than what we would potentially connect with on some of these other social platforms. And that was really why I decided to go over to it. I'm definitely not as consistent with it because I do find that the video, it's a constant state of video creation and that can get exhausting. I'm not going to, you know, to really build on that, on that platform, you have to put out a lot of content, but I also think if you utilize the, utilize it, you can really meet some amazing people. And it, to me, it's a much faster way to meet people because it's all video right like you get to see their face you get to see their mannerisms you get to see their personality i mean everything on there is video so you really get to know people very quickly and i think that's why that platform has taken off at least for me um just the no like, trust factor gets built that much quicker. I love it. I think it is so empowering. I think there's so much educational content on there. I mean, I go there for just about everything now. I mean, long before Pinterest, I used to go to Pinterest for everything. Now I would go to TikTok before I would go to go to Pinterest, 100%. Well,
0: I, I you know, I was talking to you all about this earlier. I like to DIY. I learned how to whitewash our fireplace on there and, uh, you know, all kinds of stuff that I – do all the time. And that is my first go-to now. And we were talking about the whole idea of um, the video um, sort of competition, if you will. I mean, the TikTok, it was under a minute. Then it was three minutes. Now you can do 10 minutes, I believe. I tried some longer videos and they didn't really go over really well. But, um, you know, so TikTok and then there's YouTube has the reels and Instagram has, I don't know what they're called because I don't, I'm not on Instagram. So what do you all think about this, this competition? And it feels like this is the trend a a big trend. And I don't know if it's good or bad or whatever of the shorter, faster videos. So what do y'all think about that? We're all so polite. Just jump right (laughs) in.
1: I think it's, you know, again, I think it's people's attention spans are short, we're jumping on social media in between, we're in between calls, we're in between clients, we're in between, we're doing things, it's all very sporadic. And so I think that's why the short video is doing so well is because you don't have to sit there for 45 minutes. Now, you know, this is great for some people, but a lot of people aren't going to set aside 45 minutes to watch a video like this, but they will but what's interesting is you can spend 45 minutes watching one minute videos. I mean, you can watch 45 <laughs> one minute videos in no time. Right. But like you you don't realize that you're doing it. And so time just goes by so much faster. But you've also potentially learned 45 new things or been entertained or you you're just kind of in the moment. You're not really absorbing all of it. So I think there is power in that. I I'm testing a little bit with TikTok right now, too. And most of my videos are are three minutes because, again, Mm -hmm. I like to just kind of share my thoughts. I find it very difficult to do that in less than a minute. Um, And they're actually performing very well. So it's and again, I think because they want to become more of that educational platform versus the entertainment platform.
0: And you you repurpose them on on LinkedIn. I mean, I do that as well. And they they do well Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn. Right.
1: Yes, they do. Yep, I don't repurpose all of them, but I do. I am. I do repurpose a good majority of them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I. I. So. I. So. I know. Um. Jillian and Shelly, you all are not on TikTok at this point, but. But so, what do you think, though? Because I know Jillian, you're um very much on on YouTube. Um. So what? What do you think is kind of this comp? How do you think this is going to all shake out with the competition for all these different. I think
2: you, I think YouTube's going to step it up. I'm, you know, I'm a huge YouTuber one because I love my own YouTube channel and i you know, put a lot of effort into that over the years, but also too, I prefer to go to YouTube myself. So it's like when I'm looking to find something, for instance, the other day, I I needed to learn how to use a new app, Procreate. And it's like, I went straight to YouTube, found tutorials, started going through them. And I actually prefer longer content because I'm trying to figure out how things work. So I'm less likely to watch short stuff. I find short stuff, Is good if I'm trying to like sit in the doctor's office and I just wanna, you know, be entertained and watch something funny and like maybe it's goofy politics or whatever. So those kind of things. But I find those to be time wasters for me personally. I like longer content and I like how to's. So I think what we prefer to consume ourselves it really has an effect on what we end up creating ourselves. You know, it it just makes sense. But I think the competition is great. So TikTok coming on the scene has got YouTube, you know, stepping it up a little bit and YouTube handles and more YouTube shorts. And now the YouTube shorts are contributing to your to your uh channel and your growth and all sorts of different things. So I think it's all good. I think it's all great. Mm-hmm.
0: So Shelly, are you a YouTuber? Uh,
2: I am.
3: I I watch too many travel videos on YouTube. It's my little de-stressor. i like, oh, all these places. Um, I, I've been challenged to uh, be able to reduce my content to, you know, 30 seconds. Um, I feel like I can't really convey um really the information I need in that short a time. So it's for me, I, I, I would need a little bit longer. I've tried and really tried, and I just don't feel like it works for me. Um, but on the other hand, if it's something very simple, and a visual can provide it, I think more power To you, I've always been when I was uh, doing training uh, in corporate, it was always like, okay, how many different ways can we show this? Because not everybody learns the same. So I think the fact that we we have that and that works for a lot of people, I think that's that's great. And it really makes us expand the idea of what what how to convey um, information or communicate.
0: Well, I, I thank you, and you know we are we are a little even past our our end time. Um, but I'd like to ask everyone to go around and, and give us your final thoughts. I mean, we've talked about a bunch of different stuff on here, but I know there's things that you know we haven't that maybe we should have. Maybe we'll all come back and talk about some other stuff another time. But um, Michelle, why don't we um, start with you and then Michelle and Shelley, and then Jillian to to share something that you think would be important for people to know that we haven't talked about. And then also please tell people how they can reach you.
1: Um, I think it's the best piece of advice I ever got with video is that to your message is more important than what you look like you know, and that if your audience, if you have curated an audience that really cares about you and views you as a thought leader, and as an expert in your field, 90% of the time, they're not looking at your background, they're not looking at what you look like, right? They're watching because they want to hear what you have to say. And I think that is really important piece of, you know, to keep in mind. And I think even from our own watching, like, when's the last time you watched a video and you thought, Gosh, look at that. You know, I can't believe she didn't move her headphones out of there, right? Like you didn't you didn't notice it, right? Like you just don't notice those things. You're listening and you're watching the person and you're you're really in listening to what they have to say and you're sharing that. And so, if there is something, you know, a video is stopping, you just really think about that and really think about the next time you're watching a video did I, did I notice anything like that? Did I really wonder, like nitpick their shirt? Did I wonder why she didn't put her makeup on today? you know, like, think about you don't, we don't on average human, we don't do those things. We're listening to the content that is being shared. And that is what is most important is if you have a message to share, get it out there and share it with the world because somebody needs to hear it. So that's the best piece of advice I can give.
0: And how can people reach you on, on, uh, on LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Yep. They can find me on LinkedIn or my podcast
1: is called strategy in small doses. Okay, cool. Thank you, Shelley.
3: I guess my word of advice is don't let the technical parts of it overwhelm you. Um, it's pretty easy to do because you can go down a rabbit hole of all these things you can do and you can get this editing software and you can put this effects in and all this kind of stuff. And, Sure, it can make your videos look nicer, but to Michelle's point, it's really about what you have to say and your content and just that they see you doing it. So if you're intimidated by the technical stuff, I I will tell you find a teenager in your in your neighborhood who most likely they know how to do video and have them <laughs> come over and show you how to do it because believe me it's not that hard and once you are comfortable that you can do it then you will feel a whole lot better about it yeah definitely yeah and in terms of where to find me, I'm on LinkedIn uh, at Shelly Piedmont, or you can go to my website, and that is ShellyPiedmont.com. Okay, great. And Jillian?
2: I'd have to say, just make sure you understand video is not going away. You can't just you know, wait this out, and now we can just go back and doing you know uh, the posts that I'm most comfortable with video is something that people like they like consuming that content and to me the most important thing is make your videos accessible I am now at a point, if I see a video without captions, I do not engage, I just keep scrolling. And I think we're gonna find more and more people are doing this. Uh, Just as a bit of a silver lining, LinkedIn is moving towards auto-generated captions. That news came out this week and that is very, very exciting. It's about time, so I'm happy to hear that. But captioning, that's the number one most important thing you can be doing with your videos and find me on linkedin
0: okay well obviously you find me on linkedin as well and you know i uh, would just echo everything you all have said you know i put off doing videos forever because you know i was going to lose some weight and you know i was going to be younger and i was going to be better looking and all that and it just didn't happen for me so um but it is true people are not really looking at us they're only interested in in what we're saying and i uh, thank you all so much for being here tonight um and sharing your advice and sharing your information i really do appreciate it and to people that are out there watching live thank you so much and um have a great rest of your evening and we will say goodbye now Thank you again for joining me for this episode of the Trend Talk Show. If you enjoyed our broadcast, please subscribe.